0: welcome to the Luxentis show where i share tips on how to create and lead successful people-centric organizations hi i'm jocelyn moriners ceo of Luxentis a leadership and team training company offering at-your-pace online courses and implementation-style workshops. Make sure to check out our website for available courses and download the top five reasons businesses struggle to attract and retain top talent and what to do about it. Recently, I talked about ensuring that your new leaders were both technically proficient, as well as effective. And in response to that, I was asked, what about cultural differences in background in the team or with the new leader? And what about levels of experience and skills and the difficulty to reconcile them? First off, thank you so much for the question. I really appreciate that. And second, let's talk about it. So uh, I feel here that there are actually two distinct, distinct topics. And so therefore, I will divide them in two parts. So for part one, uh, let's start by answering what can new leaders do to help address cultural differences and backgrounds between themselves and or the team? Well, here's an obvious one. Start learning. Uh, just full disclosure. Let's start with this. Like many leaders, I am not a DEI expert. So, although I do my best to educate myself in terms of diversity, equity, and inclusion, it is not my specialty. And the risk, of course, as we know, it is in the unknown unknowns, as in what do I not know that I don't know. And I know that personally, to get help with that, I have turned to hiring experts in DNI. And the team was absolutely fabulous. Uh, they came in, they did an audit, uh, audited the recruiting process, they uh, did an audit of the environment, they provided a roadmap to improvements, and they also provide uh, learning opportunities in the form of. Uh, training, so that they they come in and educate us on various things that we should know. <laughs> and, uh, and so that is definitely something that I highly recommend because, well, let's face it, they specialize in that and they can definitely help uh, identifying those unknown unknowns. But if for whatever reason that's not possible or you would like additional information, just like I do, Uh, you can create a personal development plan. And uh, that's something that I feel was beneficial to myself to add to all the information that I already was being provided by the experts because then I can just continue learning on my own and educating myself in addition to what I was being given. And so what you can do is just, Start with what info do you have? For example, if someone on your team has shared with everyone that they are uh, neurodiverse, maybe they shared a very specific something. For example, if they are on the autism spectrum, then you can go learn more about that specific thing. I want to caution you that we always need to keep in mind that individuals remain unique so just because they say typically someone with a neurodiverse mind of this particular let's say they they, they are on the autism spectrum for example if a person on the autism spectrum will have these behaviors And I say that because I have someone very, very near and dear to me who is on the autism spectrum. And one of the characteristics I'm going to say is that, oh, the person uh, has difficulty with social skills. (laughs) Not this person. That person has better social skills than I do. Like, just amazing. Like, I learned from that person. So that's why I say individuals remain unique. And yes, there may be certain characteristics that apply potentially to most. Always keep in mind that each person is an individual and what's important is yes, to learn generally, but also try to to make an effort to find out what applies to this particular individual that's on your team. If the team member is open to it, you could even have a conversation with them about how it shows up for them and what applies to them and what doesn't and how to best support them. Now, here's the big legal disclaimer. (laughs) There are complexities related to that and there are legal implications. There are things that as an employer, we are not allowed to ask, legally speaking and usually that's to protect the individual as well as protect the organization from lawsuits and so if you're going to venture in that realm get proper support that one really like don't don't skip on this if you're going to start asking questions that may fall into something that we're not allowed to ask Uh, There are individuals that specialize in accommodations and this type of HR related matter. And there are consultants that you could speak with. And again, I speak from experience because I've had to do that. I've had to to go and find that additional support to figure out, okay, well, I want to talk about it. The team member is very, very open about it. And then I was told, well, you can't actually legally, you're not allowed to, to do this, this and this and that like, oh, okay. And even though I wanted to and had an open mind and the other person who wanted to and had an open mind, um, it's just that unfortunately it's, it's not always like that. And there are organizations that may feel, oh, this is too much trouble and let's just get rid of them. And then you know, they, they, they end up getting fired or whatever. And it's just, it can be really, really nasty. So we don't, we don't want that. We want to avoid that. I mean, I'm, I'm talking here about individuals who genuinely want to learn and, and figure out how we can better support our team members as they, as their entire authentic selves. And so uh, if you don't have access to this type of support, uh, just to protect the individuals involved in, in yourself and the organization, I'd say just focus on learning more by yourself and trying to add your own perspective of your experience with the person and trying to figure out, okay, well, I think maybe this might apply, and but don't, don't like add labels that might prevent the person don't don't think, oh, well, necessarily because of this, they must not be able to do this thing. So that uh, that is not the route to go. Focus on what they can do and what they can do well and how to best support them. And of course, if they voiced that they require accommodations, that again, falls, there's a whole lot of legal Uh, stuff surrounding that. So always, uh, please make sure that you consult with the appropriate uh, consultants. So another thing that we can do is create a safe space for individuals to share their story. And and here, I remember having a team member who frequently would go back to visit their parents overseas. And when they came back, they always had treats, which was my favorite part, (laughs) treats to share, And uh, pictures and interesting stories about the places they visited. And this was an amazing opportunity to gain new cultural knowledge. And I just genuinely wanted to know more. And so generally in the lunchroom, you know, I'd ask to see the pictures and I asked many questions just because I was so curious and they were really happy and proud to show how they grew up, customs and stuff like that. Now, again, similarly to what I said earlier, it's important to keep in mind that there is a power differential. Depending on how it's done, I mean, the team member may feel obligated to answer you. So really be aware of that. Again, to be on the safe side, I would recommend letting team members start the conversation and be mindful of that fine line between curiosity and getting into other people's business. So uh, just on that same note, just be aware of that infamous question, where are you from? Uh, So another little story here, I was at a conference and unfortunately witnessed a very uncomfortable exchange between two leaders who were networking, both, I mean, clearly very smart people. Um, but they, they had that conversation and, and one of them, the person asked, where are you from? And the other kept stating that they grew up in a very specific city in North America. And the other person kept asking, yeah, yeah, but where are you from? You know, emphasizing the from, um, that exchange really enlightened me on a previous reaction that I had received when I asked what seemed on the surface like the same question uh, at a different conference but the thing was at that conference we everybody flown in pretty much so when i asked someone where are you from in my mind i was asking where did you fly in from where did you drive in from and so we kind of had that and i saw that reaction when i just i used the words where are you from and the reaction was kind of an un, unpleasant, unhappy scrunchy face. And in my mind, I'm like, oh well, that's interesting um, but then they they said, I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, so I I flew in from blah 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 and so how do you like living there and da, 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 and how's the weather? of course, because we always talk about the weather <laughs> And so we just and and as the conversation continued, I just immediately like whoosh relief. And, and we just kept talking about their stuff. Hey, why are you at the conference? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, where you work. So then we just had, I'm going to say, quote unquote, normal, um, networking conversation. Um, but when I saw that other exchange, the uncomfortable exchange between the other two, it made me realize the concern that the person had because of the words that I used. And, I, like, thinking about it, I was like, that probably happens a lot to this poor person. And they're probably really tired of, of hearing that. So, in realizing that, now I try to word it differently. So, now I try to remember to say, hey, I flew in from, what about yourself? And uh, so, that that's made a little bit of a difference. But, uh, and I don't, always remember to do that <laughs> but at least i try and so try to keep in mind that that some of these things that to us are like what if you hear it all the time and you're constantly being asked those things in the manner that it was done that i witnessed certain words just make you cringe because there's an expectation attached to it because it happens so many times and so i think it's important to be mindful Of fact. So, another thing that leaders can do when trying to manage this is paying attention to the environment, the the work environment that you created or that is occurring. Listen to the way team members talk, pay attention. Pay attention as to whether team members maybe make fun of a certain group. Maybe they have a tendency of lumping everyone in in a category. So be aware of that type of language. Um, and also be aware that some conflict may originate from something else. So it may look like the conflict is about one thing, but it's really about another thing. And what I mean by that is I remember having this really amazing team member who was told by their supervisor to stop using a certain hair product because their colleague complained about it. It's like, this is a scent-free environment. I can smell your hair product. Now this person's hair type required that particular product. And it only came in a very, very faint scent, to be fair. I mean, I remember smelling it. I thought it smelled amazing. And it, it, it really was The person was looking for something to complain about, I think. But what happened is the person complained to the manager. The manager went and immediately went to see the person and said, okay, stop doing that. Well, the person felt terrible. They were like, what am I supposed to do? And so that was really handled in an incredibly insensitive manner. And this contributed to team conflict because the two team members could not, it it seemed like they were fighting about everything, but really it stemmed from an incredibly insensitive incident that was handled really poorly. And I'm not saying it's easy, right? When it comes to navigating these types of extremely complex situations, it's really important to help individuals see other perspectives because they tend to only focus on their own perspective and if it's not dealt appropriately it's going to make things worse like it did in that case where each individual was not exposed to the other person's perspective they were just told you stop doing that and okay fine i'll I'll just go and tell them not tell tell them not to do that instead of okay Can we have a conversation? So as leaders, it's up to us to try to dig deeper and pull out those perspectives so that we can both help ourselves understand and help team members understand each other better in the hope of creating a psychologically safer professional environment. So bottom line is we are people leading people and this is complicated and it's really important to do our best, try our best, learn as much as possible, get the support that we need in the form of those who specialize in those types of matters. Now I can already hear hear, hear some say Well, I don't want to be walking on eggshells all day. (laughs) That's not what I'm suggesting. If the leader does their best to create an environment where people feel valued, where they feel respected, where they feel treated like adults, then when someone falters, there is a higher likelihood that the person Will be able to speak up in a professional and calm manner. Now, in my experience, in creating that kind of culture, individuals feel more empowered to approach the culprit and explain their point of view in a productive way. They don't feel the need to shout to be heard. And I've witnessed two individuals share with each other their different perspective on a situation. They listened without trying to convince each other, and they both walked away having learned something. And I believe that if the leader can create and maintain the type of environment when the, where these conversations can happen, where the shared human experience is the main focus, then differences can become less perceived as challenges and more as opportunities for growth. I hope this episode helped generate ideas and potential solutions. If you know someone who could use this message today, please make sure to share it with them. And if you're feeling particularly generous, why not rate and review wherever applicable? I'd really appreciate that. So thank you for listening, and let's all continue working on creating and leading successful people-centric organizations.